You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. to the author's leverage. I'm Parshel Tashi and I help authors create online courses that are companions to their books. And I'm excited on the author's leverage. We get to talk about all the different ways that are available to authors today to leverage what they've already published and to make a bigger impact in the world. And today I'm really honored that we have an amazing, amazing guest with us today who's going to talk more specifically about your archetype. Um, and I love conversations like this because they help us just get more aware about ourselves. And so even as an author, if you're listening in today, you're going to enjoy today's conversation. So let me tell you about our guest. Um, today, I'm joined with Priscilla Stefan. She's an intuitive business strategist and creator of the Soul Fluent Leadership Archetypes. And she helps soul-driven women entrepreneurs create sustainable, world-changing businesses that support the greater good. Through a powerful combination of practical business strategy together with soul guidance and the Akashic Records, she excels at helping people identify their zone of genius, step into powerful leadership, and live their purpose profitably. So her, she has a really holistic and pragmatic approach to business and leadership, which allows her clients to live their dream lifestyle while confidently sharing their soul's work to make a big impact and increase their profit and growth. She's an author of international bestseller, Soul Fluent Leadership Business Guide, Amplify Your Message, Visibility, and Profits by Leveraging Your Archetype that supports leaders to stay grounded in their vision and primed to lead themselves and their organizations boldly into the future with confidence, courage, and sustainable growth. So you're going to learn a lot from Priscilla today. So welcome to the Author's Leverage, Priscilla Stefan. Thank you for being Yay. here. Woo! Yes. Thank you. And I have to say, this book, let me see if everybody can, yes, this is the book here. <laughs> this is such a good resource, really, for any business owner who's looking to just understand where you, like, where your lane is and how to communicate that, how to leverage it, because we all are built with that, uh, just that unique gene within us. So I'm excited for this conversation. And um and we're going to talk about this. This is part of what we're definitely diving into today. So Priscilla, go ahead and share with us uh, a little bit of your background. How did you, because there's so many intricacies here in what you do. This is not just branding. It's not just messaging. I mean, you've talked about like in, in your bio, Akashic Records, like this other aspect to it. So tell us a little bit about you and um, how, how all roads have led to what you're doing today. Yeah, it all comes down to simple four-letter words, soul. Right. How does your soul innately want you to lead and to make a difference and to contribute in the world? 
Um, it is the premise of the Fulfillment Leadership Archetypes and the Fulfillment Leadership Business Guide that we all have an innate, unique little blueprint to how we are meant to make a difference in the world. Leadership is defined in the Fulfillment Leadership Archetypes framework as contribution, which is freeing and perhaps a little scary in that it gives us permission to call ourselves leaders because we all contribute. And that can take a little bit of unpacking because some of us have, I did, at least, some very archaic notions of what a leader looked like, sounded like, and it felt stuffy and um, not really approachable and intimidating. And so fluent leadership is here to be a permission slip for anyone who is feeling called to contribute in a way that really feels purposeful and meaningful and fulfilling to do so consciously, willingly, and with a lot of soul. I love that. And, you know, the the key word that you said there, and this is going to sound strange because I used to uh, be a teacher. So we would have, we would give permission slips, you know, to, to do things as part of, part of school. And it just, it, that feels so aligned to what you're saying. It's you, this book and this resource is essentially that permission slip because now it's like you have that confirmation um, in a sense, or I should say affirmation as well to what you're here to do and what your highest contribution is because that's actually really interesting. My, uh, I was, I was hearing someone, I, I'm trying to recall who it was at the moment. It'll come back to me, but essentially they were saying that I don't show up to work necessarily, you know, work, we need to replace that with our highest contribution and then not being a nine to five or just something that you feel like you have to do, but really asking yourself, what is your highest contribution? And are you doing that? Is that? Yeah. I love that because coming from the highest perspective of the highest contribution, fulfillment leadership archetypes and the concept of archetypes really embraces energy and the concept of being. And what Mm -hmm. I love about leadership and the concept of contribution is that it is not as you were saying, contained in a nine-to-five job, in a career, or even any identity. It really is a way of being where your energy, your heart, your soul, your natural gift just ooze out of you and make a difference. But for me as a mystic architect, I think you were telling me that mm-hmm. you were you, um you took the quiz, you yeah. uh, mystic to their five archetypes. You can talk about this yeah. in a minute. Um, as a mystic, we have intuitive healing and creative abilities that elevate consciousness and usher in more peace and harmony in the world. So that means that we're not performing to be leaders. That leadership is not a performance. Leadership is a natural expression of who you are at the deepest, most pure essence of you, which is at the soul level. So for me, embracing that means that if I see somebody and they drop something, if I have the ability in that moment, I just go and I pick it up or I open the door. I'm kind, you know, or I give a smile to someone or I give a reassuring comment when someone's having a bad day or I just listen um, with kindness. These are active, real forms of leadership and contribution 
without performing or trying to get a marriage or stand out or be contained in some job title or any kind of identity. You are showing up, you are making a difference in that moment for someone, whether you're adding value in um, or adding comfort or adding an insight. Um, it can be incredibly valuable. And as mystics, one of the things that really helped me was understanding that people just by being in my energy transform, they shift, they feel, they feel better. Minus the cranky days, probably, <laughs> probably that's the That's part of being human too. Yes. Um, and so um, that means that I, it, it really did change things for me because I didn't have to try so hard just by being me naturally, my innate sense of kindness and goodness and wanting to help, just understanding what that energy was transmitting. Mm. And I was just doing it when when it, uh, the opportunity arose, you know. And so that is again another huge permission slip to embrace the fullness of who we are. And talk about authors, you know. Um, I, I so value all my other fellow authors. You know, writing this book was a, about a year, a year and a half of censorship into the work. And um, what I find is that. Now writing a book, it was that almost felt like the easy part. Now doing podcasts or interviews, writing so much content, whether you're writing a course, you know, with you or a master class. The biggest thing that I come up against is how am I coming across? What tone am I using? What words am I using? Mm. What is my body language like? So it comes back to self-expression. And for me as a mystic, and I think being genuine and authentic is really a key part of that. Not uh, a speaking coach once told me, you know, don't try to say the right thing, say the true thing. Six mm. are truth tellers, we're guides, we're um, wisdom um, conveyors. And so really, as we look to be more genuine, and that uh, we are also looking to create connection as our audience, as our readers, um, are also looking to connect with us and being able to be fully ourselves, whether that in you know, as a mystic means coming out of the spiritual closet or as a visionary being much more bold and disruptive in your message, or as a strategist really leaning into the data and the complexity of what you do, but yet still conveying it in a way that other people can understand, mm-hmm. or as explorer to really infuse and catalyze possibility and to ignite people's imaginations into new things that are possible beyond what they thought was available or the divine feminine archetype which is about collaboration in the community building businesses and organizations that are by the community for the community and with the community and so really embracing these natural talents that we have as leaders as entrepreneurs as um, authors is like how can we express ourselves and really do justice to the work we we, mm. we did in our book mm-hmm. or compilation of books, a body of work, in a way that remains genuine and true and real, and that allows us just to connect and not only to the truth of ourselves, and also to be that invitation for others to connect to the truth of what's true for them and their values as well. I don't wonder if that makes sense, you know, because that, you know, if that goes back to self-expression mm-hmm. and really being that aligned, consistent steward 
of the work. You know, the last thing you want is to say, how somebody gets an impression of the book and then they hear you talk or they, and then it's just like, wait, it doesn't mean yeah. the same person or, or something feels off or they're, they're not talking about something that really seems important to me in the book. You know, it's like for me to talk about self-fluent leadership and not mention folk, not mention the spiritual side mm. um, that really resonates mm. for people. So where are we still hiding? Where are we still compartmentalizing or holding back on our message that is important to express fully? Absolutely. And when I say, when, when she says that she gives a permission slip, like, it really is like that. Let me show, let me go full screen and show um, more of the full book. So first of all, this is so well done. I don't know how well you guys can see the colors, but each of the colors, yeah, each of the colors represent one of the archetypes, which I'll have you explain in a second. Um, but literally, I mean, now that I you know, identified going through the quiz that um, I'm a, more of a mystic in terms of how, how our messaging and how we're um, here in our gifts. I mean, there's, there's a lot here and this was my favorite. Um, I'm going to show because I've already highlighted stuff in here, but these were, these are brand words, meaning like, what are the, it's like, and again, it's like a permission slip. So that way, you know, and you have a guide with you for how to communicate what you're doing. Um, and she also has like colors that usually represent that type of archetype, um, as well as pictures and examples. I mean, this really is, you know, as you said, just something that's just um, uh, easy to to consume and understand. And really, as you're looking at other examples, you can see piece, bits and pieces of things that you um, that resonate with you as an author, as a teacher, as a business owner. So that way we're conveying and being ourselves. Like, I can't stress that enough. And it's a learning lesson for me from day to day that I'm allowed to be myself and um, and, and it can be OK. And in fact, the more that I do that um, and stepping into what feels almost more natural and effortless is when things actually are better. <laughs> So um, I would love for you some feedback uh, more into, into the book, looking at the five uh, archetypes that you have and um, yeah, just kind of giving an overview of that for the listeners. Yeah, so the book takes, uh, talks about the five archetypes, the mystic, the visionary, the strategist, the explorer, and the divine feminine. And while we have all of these archetypes within us, we do have a dominant fulfillment leadership archetype that... Uh, is predominant in how we lead, although that can shift over the course of our spiritual evolution and the cycle of business in which we're in. And the book looks at different areas for each archetype. What is your manifestation style, your vision, mm -hmm. your messaging, your branding, business model, team building, your leadership and money consciousness, pitfalls that you might get into and how to avoid it. It can go really deep, as you showed, special in terms of the the table of both brand word examples, mm -hmm. These are just examples. This is not a template of how to do things, it's just giving you a guidepost. Um, but it also gives you real uh, tables so you can look at things from a glance. Like this is one that I hard to see here, but oh, yeah. it has all five archetypes here, and the archetypes are color coded. But this talks about the kryptonite and the antidote. So, for example, mm. we all have great guesses, mystics, we are intuitive. You know, highly intuitive and creative and healing, and ten uh, a bit guilt abilities. But then our kryptonite, which is usually what stands in the way of us leading and leading self-expressed, is self-doubt. Maybe to need, and uh, well, we all have the fear of self-doubt. Mystics can be particularly crippled by it, and so it's our kryptonite. 
Systems as well, right? Systems, you said. Yes, and so it goes, and then even for um, the team, and there are examples of three businesses per archetype that could be with Chase, of what it's like, but even for team members, right? You know, if you have team members, how do, what are the best team members for you? What hmm. do your team members need to know about you? Like for the mystic, it's like when overwhelmed mystics need reminders to take a breath. A team member who's part mega strategist, part compassionate therapist, and self care advisor would be the perfect support for a mystic. <laughs> I know that that can sound like a lot to have in one person, but it's true. You know, there are days when, when I have a VA or support person, I'm like, I need to just cry. This is, like, this is never going to work. Over. You know, so I'm just venting it. Yeah. You know, and then in the back, you can, you can take some notes. There's the quiz if you don't want to want to take it. Um, and there are also reflection questions in the book. Um, to help you, for example, like with Explorer, um, how does travel expand your view of the world? Or how do you navigate living in a world that aspires to live like you, but often doesn't do it? You know, so these are questions that get you to think about what makes you so special, and also at the same time, how that special thoughts of yours is actually kind of, can feel like a hindrance in the world of trying to box you in instead mm. of make you stand out. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm curious for, and this is a, that's a beautiful breakdown. You all saw like all of the, the way that this book is constructed is it's, it's just so well done. <laughs> it's like a fun interactive uh, journey really through really all the different archetypes, especially your own. Um, so can you talk to a little bit more about like, if you are an author and you've published a book, how could, after reviewing this and understanding your, um, 
your, your soul fluent leadership style, you know, what your archetype is, how does that support them going forward? If they've already got a book out, maybe they, you know, they have published this already. Um, what, what could shift for them with this awareness? I feel ways. I think first it can help them be more consistent in how they're showing up both energetically and with their message. Are they in the sense that is what the book is conveying energetically and in terms of content also being conveyed in podcast interviews, in your content mm-hmm. creation, master classes, your courses? Um, is, is there a natural extension between your book and you? Mm-hmm. You know, assuming that you are still kind of energetically aligned to the topic and the energy of the book that you wrote. Second, it comes down to really optimizing what you've created. Because sometimes I think we might feel comfortable with a portion of the work that we, of of, of our work, but uncomfortable sharing other parts of Mm. it. And are you giving yourself permission to be fully immersed and totally expressed? in the totality of the message that you're looking to share with the world in terms of the information and in terms of the energy. Are there parts of your archetype that you might still be afraid of, like for the mystic being fully spiritual to be out of the closet? That means are you really willing to lead and to showcase your intuitive, creative, and healing abilities? Or there, are they still kind of couched behind something more strategic or mind-driven or what you think people will accept. For the visionary, for example, are you willing to to be as bold as you need to be, you know, even when you're tired or even when there's a ton of pushback, you know? Um, Are you willing to not compartmentalize or shrink down the message? If you're a divine feminine, are you willing to be, have enough structure so that you can stay in flow and to really Fully invite your community to support you and be a part of the vision that you have where and everyone wins. And so it really allows for totality of expression, consistency in the energy that people perceive with from you and also in your content. And it also allows for you to use your innate talents in how you create content. Because hmm. creating content, I find, sometimes can be great and sometimes it can feel like it's nothing coming out of my head. Hmm. And so how can we get back into that true natural way that you create, that you share, that will really make that genuine, heartfelt, soul-to-soul connection with your readers and with your audience. So here in the matrix, there is a section on content creation. I just want to share this briefly because it matters, you know? For example, for the mystic here in it's on page 23 in the book, mm-hmm. the content creation, simple, heartfelt, um, uh, content that is all about storytelling, hmm. uh, story-driven, client testimonials. It's really about sharing your personal stories and connecting from the heart with a lot of storytelling and imagery and sharing about yourself um, hmm. authentically. For visionary, how they might create the content is a little bit more batching the content and um scheduling with bold colors and bold quotes and really being thought-provoking and disruptive. Um, for the strategist who really streamlines, really think of a software engineer or a financial representative mm-hmm. or even a launch strategist for online marketing, right? There can be all these flow diagrams, all these moving parts. How can you maybe show some drawings, you know, mm. that show people from point A to point B? 
when you really lay out step by step the process in a way that people can digest and they can make sense of something that's something that's really complicated, you know? Hmm. Using um, really simple images and very clean and neutral colors that make the content that you have to share visually speaking really stand out. Um, and um, for example, for the Divine Feminine, content is provocative, thought-provoking, highly teachable, uh, again, storytelling. Um, and Divine Feminine archetypes really talk about equity, inclusion, and diversity, and the very, very strong activists, more so sometimes than others in their content. And so letting that part of your, you know, your signature line, your emails, you know, really sure about what you believe and the values mm-hmm. you have. Um, and so if these are just some very, very uh, short examples of what it can be like. But um, really allowing, because with mystics, for example, we naturally share from the heart, you know, and we share stories and we like to connect. And so is that a way that you're doing that with your um, content? I'm looking mm-hmm. um, to find more about that here. I don't remember all the details, but um, it matters. Okay, so um, so for the mystic, share resonant heartfelt heartfelt experiences from your life that reveal your resilience, your healing, and your transformation. And one of your marketing's primary roles as a mystic is to cultivate insight and healing by providing context for a person's journey. Hmm. So of course, this may not only be applicable to the mystic, but this is okay. How can we provide context? How can we share our art with other clients, right? And so it can just give us some insights into what are the energies, what are those leverage points that can really help us share content that connect deeply and truthfully and that allows us to naturally express all of our lives, life and business. That is so powerful. And it's if if anyone listening or checking out this video or watching the live, please do yourself a favor. <laughs> And go and take the quiz um, and definitely check out the book as well and get yourself a copy. It really is a resource that is there if you work with other businesses, if you, especially around messaging and um, and any sort of branding work, it just complements whatever else is available so, so well, but from a really unique uh, perspective that around across the board, it's about you being you (laughs) and really diving into that. And it's so, so beautifully done. So beautifully done. Um, and one of the things that I remember reading was that you said that it's, t- um, it's time to create the world we wish for ourselves and for future generations. So why do you feel like th- the timing is now that, you know, this resource has come out and, um, and why, why do you feel that, you know, so strongly about that now? Like, why is this important now? or a fancy resume or a PhD or all those external things that we thought we needed. Maybe sometimes we do do some other technical skills. But if we didn't, 
how can we share our natural talents in a way that is fulfilling and that in, uh, allows us to be in alignment with our values, right? And of course, you know, there's climate change, there's war, mm -hmm. there are several things that we are coming up against that are um, time sensitive, I feel. And so just holding back and waiting for someone else to do what we could be doing doesn't seem as effective or even if our souls aren't, aren't really going to stand for that and say, no, no, <laughs> but it's not from a place of what I really like to stress is that the self-fulfillment leadership framework is here to honor your choice, mm. to consciously choose what you want. This isn't, you know, you have a responsibility and an obligation to make the world the better place. I, that just, it's, I don't think it's my place or anyone's place to tell you that, mm -hmm. but this book does give you permission to understand that B, A, you have something to offer the world in case sometimes we doubt it. B, you get to decide what that looks like and to the degree that you contribute. C, it may not be as far off from what you're already doing anyway. And you get to have a good time and feel fulfilled and really see, feel, hear had the impact you're having both in real time and to future generations to come. But really, the premise of self-fulfillment leadership is that we are here to be fully expressed in our, with our soul's gifts as we create new paradigms that support a better world for all. And these new paradigms transcend, crush, disrupt, annihilate many of the mainstream um, paradigms and systems and processes that have been designed, as I said, for a privileged few and not for all. What does it take to create win-win-win decisions in your business and in your organization that creates a positive ripple effect for everyone that touches, from your customers, from your team, you as the CEO, so you're not burned out, right? and um, your customers, your clients, and the planet. So if you make a decision in your business today, can you imagine what, what would be a decision that would create positive ripple effects going on and on and on and on? And on? So it starts to make your mind think a little bit differently. It's not just for profit. It's not just so you don't burn out. It's not just so you can make a team happy. What it, does it do, create to create a win-win for everyone and where everyone thrives, not just a few? I love it. I love it. So powerful. Thank you for, for being here, Priscilla. Where can... Uh, we're definitely going to make sure that the, the book is linked here, but where else can uh, can they connect with you? Um, further. Yeah, absolutely. So go to Right there, you can take the quiz. There's a link to also to go to the book. You can learn about the book there, or you can go to Amazon to get a copy of the book. There's a Kindle, although I highly recommend the print because this is something you want to keep on your office desk, by your nightstand, so you come back to it. Like, what is it again that I should? What's, what's really, really aligned and true here again? I come back to it it's literally here all the time. Um, and so those, and I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and all those places, but my website is the easiest place to find me. Um, and um, yeah, so it's Stefan.com. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And before we, before we leave off, I'll ask, um, what is your one word? If you were to leave the audience with one word, it could be a noun, could be an action. What is that one word that uh, resonates with you most deeply? Stay true. Love it. Love it. Love it. Stay true to you. <laughs> always, oh, always. Yes. Well, thank you again, Priscilla, for being here. This was such an awesome conversation. We'll definitely have to have you back. 
and maybe go even deeper into the book um, and see what else is there for us. So thanks again for being with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.